Wow. Well, that, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's something else. I think yeah. that's taken our musical intro to a new level. That yeah. reminded me of that waiting music that they play at motor shows. Like yeah. when they're counting down, it's got like oh, two yeah. minutes to go until yeah. the motor yeah. show yeah. extravaganza. A suspense starts. builder. Yeah. It's funny you should say that because I found those guys at a motor show. Um, they're actually in the background. They play behind the stage. Oh, and, uh, yeah. It's not just piped in music. No, no, they're, they're, the, they're fairly small. They are very <laughs> small. Hide they, one of them gave me their card. Like, yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, we got them on board. They're very cheap. You just oh. pay them in little money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cars Guide podcast, where we tear down, pressure test, and rebuild the issues of the Automotive Week. I'm James, and with me are Richard. Hello. And Matt. G'day. This week, among other things, we'll look at more grunt for an all-time classic, racing around the clock, and yes, of course, flying cars. Yep. But first, Musquatch. Yeah, so uh, of course it's maybe the beginning of the end, mm, but could be. Tesla is sacking nine percent of its workforce. With yesterday, Elon tweeting that you know it's difficult but necessary. Tesla reorg is underway, mm. grown fast, duplication of roles, redundant job functions, blah blah blah. Mm. Uh, need to reduce costs and become profitable. Mm-hmm. But in the same tweet, saying. Look, we've never made an annual profit in almost 15 years. So profit is obviously not what motivates us. It's saving the world. I say run yeah. fast, yeah. Get run out. now. Get, get away from yeah. that business. Yeah. Yeah. Sell yeah. your shares now. If you're an employee, get the CV tuned up because that <laughs> ship is going down yeah. to the bottom. Yeah. Well, look, actually, this is, a, this is the prime definition of decimate. Because, as you know, the Romans uh, used to decimate a, a town that it used to go into by killing every tenth person. Right. And that's where the word decimate comes from. Every, 10% of this the population of Tesla. The only problem there, Richard, is this is 9%. Right. That'd be... So you're one off. Nicemate? That, it's nicemate. Nicemate. It's nicemate in the business. Or maybe they are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. look, what it says to me is, after all of the bluff and bluster of we're on track, it's going to happen... Two weeks' time, 6,000 Model 3s, no worries. Uh, the rubber has hit the road. Yeah. Yep. And actually, we've got to... Look, and also having said we are not going to go out to the market for another capital fundraising, um, he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got to cut now. So the company is going to cut its way to glory. Uh, that's going to work. Yeah, always yeah. works. Why not just yeah. make a Model 3? You know. Yeah. So yeah. I mm-hmm. think rather than sacking people... There should be a few tactical hires, specifically people that know how to build cars. Yeah. I mean, this is Makes the thing. Sense. We have this discussion in the office at least you know, once a week that all Tesla need to do is hire some people who have built cars before. There are plenty of people who work for GM or you know, any other of the brands, mm. Ford, you, know, you name it, who would be able to offer some experience and insight that Tesla don't have. Well, look, it would also be very interesting to be a fly on the wall and hear some of the conversations about whether or not there are impediments related to the actual design of the vehicle that Mm. has made manufacture so difficult because when you are designing a car, it's not just about what looks great. You've got the bean counter shouting at you for costs. You've got the engineers, we need this under there in here, and you've got the manufacturers, the plant, saying we need to screw it together. So that can't go there and that can't work that way. So it's a really interesting conversation. I wonder what 9% of the workforce are robots. 
Because maybe you know, some of those too. He doesn't like the robots. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All of a sudden, I, you know, no one, a homeless robot is an angry robot. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he, he has warned us about jobless. AI. So yeah. All right. Well, look. Let us let us know what you think about that. But the other side, or it's not even sides of a coin. It's a multifaceted thing. It's like a fifty cent. That is massive. Elon's world. Yeah. So here it's the boring company. Yes. And the flamethrowers that we've spoken yeah. about at length. The first thousand have actually landed in the hands of purchasers, and Richard, you've divined that uh, you know it's going very well. There's yep. lots of flame out yep. there, and uh, what's the response been? The internet is loving the 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 Musk flamethrower, uh, but uh, even though you have to sign a form declaring that you'll use it for all the right purposes, which I'm not sure what they are. Yeah, um, people are using them for all the wrong purposes. People are using them to get a nice caramelised top on their creme brulee yeah. using them I've for seen a lot of marshmallow toast marshmallow toast with a whopping flame yeah. I, I thought it yeah. would actually be a little less yeah. um, extensive than that but it's a pretty big it, it's not a focused kind of no but it's a long you can, fo- you can make it turn into a okay. jet there's like okay. a nozzle it's like a hose oh, great so you can change you can. the flame yeah. and I thought it'd be a really lame flame I didn't think it would be a, <laughs> like I thought it'd be like a cigarette lighter yeah, where yeah. you have to go I yeah, like right. cigarette, but no, it's <laughs> yeah. a proper flame. But all of a sudden, you've got uh, people out on the news. Oh my God, these things are out in houses, and yeah. the public is at risk, and yeah. uh, whatever. So that's yeah. it, I don't know. It's creating buzz. It's creating a lot of noise, it but he, some of it not so great. He also it could be his most successful uh, sales yeah. thing ever. But he also tweeted that they had to rename it the not a flamethrower because oh. it might be uh, illegal to post or something. So, oh yes, yeah. I see. And yeah. that that that. that Cleared the, the bottleneck. Obviously. Well, speaking of bottlenecks, the uh, the Model 3 production tracker, courtesy of Bloomberg, this week sits at 2612. So we're stagnating around that 2,600 mm. mark. And uh, allegedly that car will be in Australia before the end of this year. So part of that output will be heading our way. So we'll see. Yeah, that maybe be, just one of them. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Could just be one. Some leftovers. I don't know if that ever comes to be. So... Enough for Musk Watch. We'll check in again with mm-hmm. Crazy Elon, see how much of the workforce is still in employment um, this time next week. But everyone's favourite car. Now, this is, these are Richard's that's words, a, not mine. Everyone's favourite car. It's a big call. It's a big call. It's a Mazda MX-5. <laughs> yeah. and It like, has a lot of very strong devotees around yeah, the world. Put it that way. Every car guy and girl out there, no matter what brand of car you like, you might be a BMW person or an Audi person or a Holden person or a Ford person, but everybody loves the MX-5. Okay, all correspondence to Richard on that yeah. one? Yeah, it's as the, usual. It's the just, meeting ground that car people can meet at. Fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's getting more <laughs> power. Yeah. At last. At so, last, yeah. So it's one of those cars where the balance between its weight... And the way it's suspended and the way it's driven from the rear is meant to match up. So you've only got a certain amount of power because if you put more power in, well, then you've got to put bigger brakes on Mm -hmm. and you've got to put heavier components in it Mm. to handle the power. So it's nice and light and nimble. But Mazda believes they've been able to do it um, without compromising the the nature of the car. And Richard, I'm putting you on the spot, but roughly what are we talking about in terms of increases? So it's gone from about 96 kilowatts, or actually exactly 96 kilowatts to 135 kilowatts. Which is a big jump. That's That's a a lot. Is is this for the 1.5? That's that's for the 2 litre. 2 litre? Yeah. 
The one point uh, five gets a tiny, tiny little increase. It goes from ninety six to ninety seven, and one fifty two of one fifty to one fifty two. Which is and what so you used to. That's normally. Oh, we're going to add more power, and it's a couple of kilowatts and a newton meter. That's but it. The two liter gets some decent. Yep, from one hundred eighteen kilowatts right up to one hundred thirty five. That's a decent. Yeah. Step up. Okay, I think yep. you said ninety six to start with. Sorry, ninety six was the yeah 5. the one point five. Yeah. All correspondence yep. to Richard. To yeah. me again. Yeah. Yep. I'll meet you there. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a jump in um, in newton meters as well. Uh, yeah. Not a massive one, uh, 200 uh, for to 205. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But the power, I mean, once you are exploring the top end of that engine, yeah. presumably you're just going to have that much more urgency yeah. up in the top end. be great fun. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's so light. Uh, that sort of, I mean, it's, it's an incremental power gain yeah. to some, but because it doesn't weigh very much, yeah. it's actually pretty, a lot, pretty big. A yeah. lot, exactly. And... It makes you think about mm, Toyota looking over the fence and saying, oh, okay, they've gone there. They've put yeah. more power into the MX-5. Do we have to do that with the 86? Subaru's been tapping us and wanting more power. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Well, what's, what's the 86 at now? They jump from 147 to 152 or so. I think, I think so, so, yeah. And that, that's what so, you get used to, these yeah. tiny little yeah, yeah, incremental yeah. grains, whereas they Mazda's gone, difference. here you go. Yeah. Mm. Here's, a bit of a, here's a bit of a burst. So at the moment, as I understand it, it's Japanese market. Yep. Uh, but you'd have to say it's a really strong chance of... Hopefully. Getting out of that environment and going to other markets around the world. Hopefully here. Yeah. It's a, as, as I said, Australia, I mean, it's a very popular car. It's, it's huge in Australia. Um, you just have to look at the number of MX-5 clubs that are, that are here. Very, very healthy scene. Um, yep. And it is Miata in America and yeah. places like that. Yeah. We love that car. Cool. We love that car. Everybody loves that car. <laughs> Everyone loves driving that car, but no one likes stopping very quickly in emergencies. Oh. Uh, which you have, you have to do from time to time. And, of course, AEB over the last, what is it really? It's only the last two or three years where yeah. AEB has become such a broadly uh, adopted piece of technology. So autonomous or auto emergency braking that's able to identify uh, obstacles, be it people, cyclists, whatever it might be, and automatically brake the car. Mm. So ANCAP, the National Safety Assessment Body, um, independent body, in Australia has now come out with some data saying that only uh, it's missing actually from 60% of cars. So 40% of cars that are being sold new Mm. have AEB. It's missing from 60 and they're putting it out there that um, that's a big gap and Mm -hmm. it should be across the board. Well, I I agree. Yeah, Mm. yeah. It's Um, hard not to. But this is, you know, the fact is that there are a lot of vehicles that are in the midpoint or the later point of their life cycle and there are a lot of vehicles out there that don't need AEB to meet the the strict requirements, sure. you know, commercial vehicles, for example, yep, although yep. that is changing. Um, and it's, I mean, it's good that they're saying, oh, hey, everyone, you should have AEB. Mm. But until it's uh, like a law where yeah, they yeah. say you can't sell this car unless it's got AEB, yep. there's not going to be that world well, change. Well, it, it puts me in mind of like Rewind 10 Years mm-hmm. and it's similar to ESP, so yeah. Electronic Stability Program. Uh, and that was introduced on some high-end cars mm. and then all of a sudden Hyundai had ESP and mm-hmm. yeah. other brands had ESP yeah. and it received such a positive reception that all of a sudden it was mandatory. Yeah, And yeah. I just wonder whether AEB might go the same way. Well, I've got a Volkswagen Up which had AEB in 2013 mm. yeah. uh, and now the cheapest car, one of the cheapest cars on the market, the Kia Picanto, which is the biggest selling micro car, yeah. also has AEB. AEB. Yeah. And it's, it's good to see that it's being spread down that far. I mean, those are the sorts of cars where you want the, the drivers, particularly if they're L-platers, P-platers, or even just new licenses and and mm. they're city type cars exactly. they're in a very busy environment exactly yeah. and mm. that, that like 
you know, the, the minimalizing of the potential impact mm. at 30Ks or under could, could be the difference between having a bingle yeah. or, you know, having a major bingle or, you know, stopping in time. So yeah. it's, it's Have you tested your UPS AEB? I haven't. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether I want to. You could um, do... We've still got the bear, haven't we, Richard? We, we've still got AE bear, yeah. AE yeah. bear, yeah. From, yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard I remember Richard AE bear. Scientific experiment, yeah. Yes. yes. He was something. The MX-5, that doesn't have AEB because they can't fit it that low, can they? I don't know. And that's, see, that's one of the issues. It's, I mean, you can have a brand new car and it's not possible to fit AEB sensors to the car right. because, and I know that um, from memory, the MX-5 can't, it can't be fitted. It's right. too low and it's, it won't work properly. Um, mm, okay. But that also brings up an interesting thing and that is, is that I'm driving a, a, a brand new uh, uh, Suzuki S-Cross at the moment and it's a five-star ANCAP car but it doesn't have AEB. It doesn't have land keeping assistance mm-hmm. and that's because it was tested in 2013. Yeah. And it was given five stars then. It would, you know, it's very unlikely for it to get five stars now. Yeah. So, it's, but they're still carrying around that five star ANCAP Correct. rating. So, and, uh, same same story with the Fiat 500 that we had in the office this week. Yeah. It got five stars in 2007. Seven. That's crazy. So, and we we went down this road a little while ago yeah. and we got in touch with ANCAP and they said that actually that was a, a new a, a new approach for this year mm. was to put a time limit like a shelf life yeah. on five star, but it's it's something like five years. You should no, you should be losing stars. No, I suppose. And so. um, you know, and that would force Suzuki then to in, you know put AEB in so they can so they yeah. don't drop from five down to four down to three and it's like your times are running out yeah. and I better put the stuff in so you can build it up again yeah, yeah. exactly mm. anyway we'll see what transpires but um, on the topic of older cars um, <laughs> Matt this this week you yes. were a guest of uh, Ram Trucks Australia yes and they were pulling the wraps off a new product. The 1500. So mm. we've had the 2500 and 3500, the yep. big monster, yep. inline six-cylinder diesel yep. turbo thing. Uh, this is the smaller car. Yes. It's uh, a, it's only a 5.7-litre Hemi yeah. uh, petrol engine. Yes. So it's just got a puny little kind of donk under the bonnet. Yep. Yeah, not much um, to that. It can only tow four and a half tonnes. Yep. Weak. Uh, what, did, um. <laughs> what, did, what did you make of it? Uh, look... Like you said, as as you segued into this segment, this isn't a brand new truck. It, it, is, look, it looks it, I've got to say. There is a brand new Ram 1500 that's on sale in America, but it's not available to the export market just yet. These two vehicles are going to be built alongside each other in parallel for US and global markets eventually. At the moment, the uh, the current or the new generation model is just for the US, Oh. And the existing model will continue to be built ah, for, for up, export yeah, markets. For export and the US. And so the US. They're selling it as uh, an entry level to the Ram 1500 range. And then on top of that, you'll have the more expensive, newer one. I see. The more aggressive looks and that All sort right. of stuff. So when you went to this launch, was there any chat about when there might be a transition to this newer model? There was minimal chat. Ah. Um, it was. It was a to be determined. They don't want to cruel the cruel the chances yeah, of this one. Yeah. yeah, and I think they obviously have high hopes. Um, they were saying that this Ram fifteen hundred they expect to sell four and a half thousand of them by the third full year of sales. What? Right, and that's that's you know that's importing them in left hand drive, taking them to Melbourne to be yep converted to right hand drive at yep. the HSV factory. That's a lot of vehicles, and then selling them in to Australia and New Zealand because we're talking about eighty thousand. 
drive away. 80,000, yeah. A bit over 100. Yep. Uh, not drive away. Exactly. Yeah, depending on the spec. Yes. With the tricky boxes in the... The, the RAM the, boxes, yeah. Yeah, the RAM box in which, the tray which, and all that stuff. you know, in America you can store your gun. Gun. Um, or <laughs> yeah. you, or and then what you've shot yeah. in the yeah. other one because yeah. it's waterproof. Yeah. You exactly. can put the ice in there. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, it's a really, I mean... I personally am very interested in this vehicle because it's. I I see where this can fill a niche in in the Ute market. So HSVs and Holden SSUs. Sure. There's there's nowhere for those buyers to go anymore. Right. Uh, and for them to have a, a 5.7 liter V8 engine, which can run on four cylinders as well, and you know it's the claimed consumption is only 9.9 liters for the the model with the really with a three and a half ton towing capacity. So wow. you can get two That's different good. towing capacities. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's twelve point seven or something for the the higher axle ratio, okay. but it's um yes. And what was the positioning line they they were coming up with about it? Does something to Utes? It eats Utes for breakfast. Eats Utes oh. for breakfast. So what it's saying is it's it's a size up from your Hilux and yeah. your Ranger and yeah. and what have you, which really begs the question because in part of his parting kind of gesture, Sergio Marchionne in leaving FCA as its global chief executive said. One of the things that's happening by 2022, <laughs> five-year plan, yep. um, is a smaller RAM ute. Yep. Yeah, so uh, that will happen and it will come here and that's got to open up a bit of a fist fight <clears throat> in terms yeah. of you've got your RAM Trucks Australia mm. and then the local um, subsidiary mm-hmm. of FCA, they'll have to work out how that's going to be marketed. They both mm. want it. Yeah, yeah. I know. And, and there were, it was very cagey, the approach that was taken at this launch. Obviously, they were trying to keep the focus on the 1500. But um, basically, uh, his name was uh, Alex Stewart. He was the GM. Uh, he, well, he is the GM of Ram Trucks. Yeah. Australia. Well, he, he was. Yeah, he probably he was is. Yeah, now. Probably yeah. Still, yeah. Might not be. He might not. <laughs> no. Something might have happened overnight. Um, but he, <laughs> he, uh, he told us basically that he knows nothing about it. What? So he he basically came out and said, uh, well, we haven't seen it, have we? Right. We don't know what it looks like. We don't know what it's based on. Therefore, 2022 is a long time Therefore, it away. doesn't exist. He's fibbing through. His, but he shuts his he did, eyes. He did, it's night. He did drop something, <laughs> just, a little, just a little drop of information. Yeah. Well, could it be based on the Mitsubishi? So the Mitsubishi being mm. the Triton. Yes. Because there's a Fiat version of the Triton oh, in wow. the US. And right. In Europe, sorry, right. Which is right. called the Fiat Fullback, which is one of the best names for a huge Fiat Fullback. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's a fantastic Fiat name. Fiat 5.8. Yeah, Fiat, Fiat, Fiat full forward, the winger. Fiat winger. Fiat hooker doesn't have the right Fiat ring hooker. to it. Fiat Ruckman. No. Uh, Fiat Ruckman. <laughs> so, like so um, it's interesting to hear that it could be built off the Triton. I don't think okay. it'll be built mm-hmm. off the current generation Triton, though. Yeah. No. Uh, and so that opens wow. up the door to where could that lead? Because the next generation Triton, we imagine, because of the Renault Nissan Mitsubishi alliance, mm. bizarre. It's going to be. It could have a, a Renault Alaskan, yep. a Nissan Navara, right. a Mitsubishi Triton, a Mercedes X Class, a Fiat yeah. Fullback, and, and a Ram Ruckman. A Ram One Thousand. Ram, Ram Ruckman. They are just the same car. Well, they're yeah. derivatives. All the same car yep. with different styling on the outside. Wow. But speaking of brilliant cars, yeah, now mm. for some wise words from an Aussie icon. Oh. Australian performance drivers love their cars, and the performance car they love the most is the one that's done it all. 
from the Mount Panorama Winner's Circle to your driveway. All roads lead to Winton. The 2018 Winton Turbo now features an even more potent version of the powerhouse Redback two-stroke V9 Turbo, backed up by the latest generation version of our patented torque tumbler transmission technology. Once you eye it and try it, we guarantee you'll buy it. Australia's Winton Turbo. Inspiration is standard. Torque tumbler transmission available at extra cost. Wheels and tyres sold separately. Batteries not included. Consult your Winton dealer for final pricing. So, look, what can you say about Winton? Except they just keep on surprising us. My dad proposed to mum in a Winton. Winton. I remember. (laughs) It was... um, yeah, you no, remember? We were about thirteen even at the there. time. We were thirteen at the time. Oh, okay. We were at the drive-in, and he just popped the question. <laughs> oh, right that's then cute. There during Top Gun. That's what was playing Top Gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I went to the danger zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, little, yeah. Did, little did they yeah. know yeah. what lay ahead of them. Yeah. I thought I heard uh, old mate Frosty's voice in in this room earlier today. Yeah, no, oh, no. Was no. it him? I think. It, look, I think someone was on speakerphone, okay. and that that may have been the case right. because actually. Uh, Frosty, of course, is at Le Mans. Of course. And he's putting, you know, that happens this week. Where else would he be? He's yeah. putting the feelers out with some of the toss, top teams yes. uh, to get a deal to run the Winton Turbo LMP1 car <laughs> in next year's event. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's no. got the prototype, doesn't he? Well, it? look, mm. it's being developed in the Winton uh, Skunk Works in Benalla. Yep, yep. And uh, <laughs> the locals call it Area 51.5. Yeah. And he yeah. reckons it's yeah. pretty much a sure thing. At least... Three examples will be on the grid at Lasard in 2019. Wow. wow. Which is very exciting. It's, that is so exciting. Winton goes global in terms of yeah. motorsport. And apparently, I, I just heard, I don't know if this is true, but they'll come with a, like a spare wheel in case there's any... Because it's an endurance. Well, it runs on steelies. Well, it runs on steelies. <laughs> yeah. And if you... <laughs> because if you have a problem, you can just bash it, do it back there. into shape. You don't have... Yeah, exactly. And if you've got a spare on board, yeah. you don't have to go back to the pits. Yeah. You pull and over and Winton, just You get the old style cross yeah. jack thing. So no matter what kind of nut... <laughs> you've got you, you can, can just get it twirl off, it really turn fast. around yeah, yeah. yeah it's fantastic wow. yeah. they're right on the on the bleeding edge totally of uh, race edge. car development mm. Mm. but that does actually lead us to the fact that Le Mans is on this weekend and frankly Toyota better win it mm. because there's just not as much competition as there has been no Audi no Porsche um, there are some other LMP1 cars I was looking through the um, entry list I've, I've got it here somewhere and there mm. are in fact one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten wow. LMP1 cars, two of which are Toyotas. Okay. So they've got a two-time World Formula One champion in the shape of uh, Fernando Alonso steering one of those cars, and yep. he's obviously hoping to win. So, look, there's competition there, but it's not quite as strong as it has been in recent years. And with the heartbreak that they had with the last laps, mm. um, or was it, I think, last year's event when Porsche took it at the, at the last breath. Mm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Snatched but I, I think away. it was. Yeah. Mm. Um, you'd have to hope that they get that trophy in their cabinet yep. this year. It so, would be nice. So I'm not I'm not really across Le Mans. I know that Audi pulled out of uh, yep. Le Mans last year. Yep. Was yep. the last time they would do it? They're trying to save some money to pay for something. Yes. Yep. Um, mm. And is that... So Porsche's out as well? Porsche or? is in the lower categories, like okay. the GTP and GTE, with right. 911 RSRs and, and mm. other cars, but they're not in the LMP1. They've juiced up their 919 to be setting lap records at Spa and mm. right. you know running around the Nürburgring and doing all that PRE stuff, but they're, they're not racing it anymore. Right. Are they yeah. doing a Camry? 
Camry entry? Camry entry. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> like well, a Delta Camry. An LMP1 Camry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a Delta, like the skinny yeah. front wheels. Yeah. Forget that. Yeah. I want to see an LMP1 Tarago. Oh, yeah. yeah. But look, there are four. There are uh, Ryan Briscoe, mm. Alex Davison, mm. and we've got our own Matt Campbell. Yep. Hey, uh, I'll be heading we'll, there. We'll be there. So go Australia. Yeah. There, yeah. Are, yeah, there yeah. are three Australian people on the grid, and we wish them luck. They're all in different categories. You're heading off straight after this, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. Busy, busy couple Sleep of days. Sleep on the plane. Yeah, Let's you're running a plane. Dempsey uh, yeah. Proton Racing 911 RSR, as I understand it. Yeah. So you've been, <laughs> you've been quick because you came back for this yeah. after initial yeah. practice days. Look, I, I love the Proton Racing. I've got the uh, yeah. Satria GTI at home. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's a beauty. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You pulled the back seat out, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. And you've got yeah. a half Same cage way. in it. Yeah, fantastic. You lose a lot of weight by pulling that back seat out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Porsche, who we were just talking about, has actually named its former concept car mm-hmm. that ha- was presented and has been uh, presented as the Mission E. They've now given it a production name called Taycan mm. or Taken. Taycan. Or, or Taycan. Yeah, Taycan. it was here, but it's been Tucan. taken. Yeah. And yep. is aiming for a 2019 production introduction. Yeah. So it's all real. It's getting real and it's all happening. Uh-huh. I think it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'm alone. It looks pretty amazing. But do we care? I mean, it's got it's got 440 kilowatts. That's around 600 horsepower. Mm. Its range is alleged to be 500 kilometers. Meters. At what speed? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. you presumably have to be trundling around, not not using all of that performance. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And 100 uh, zero to 100 kmh, well under 3.5 seconds. Okay. So it's going to be blindingly fast. Like it's a proper supercar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the electric reality is mm. kind of hitting home when Porsche finally puts that car. And and to your point, Matt, Porsche in the main game of Le Mans and World Endurance Championship has pulled out, but they've gone into Formula E, mm-hmm. as has Audi, as have a load of other brands. So this whole electric mm. thing, what do, what do we think about it? Richard, where do you stand with oh, a car look, like that? The Taken, Taken, whatever, however you pronounce it, it looks good. It looks like a Porsche, so tick, they've got that right. Uh, Porsches have to look like Porsches, according to you know, the Porsche rulebook, and they've got that. Um, as for the drivetrain... Um, yeah, look, I'm not completely sold on the, the um, EV hybrid setup at the moment with, with performance cars. I think it's got to be one or the other. I still think there's still a lot of life left in, in you know, the combustion engine. Um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, look, you can't argue with 400 kilowatts, you yep. know, uh, yep. and, and that, you know, zero to 100 time of, you know, about three seconds. It's, it's going to be hunting, you know, Ferrari F12. It's yep. going to be hunting, you know, McLarens as well. Yeah, um, it's right up there. It's definitely to be. But you can still seriously. see it on the autobahn, you know, racing and other supercars. Yeah. Well, that's like, what I mean. Know, just running out of juice. When you said it's got a range of 500 kilometers, I I joked and said what 500 meters because if you are going to be using all, all of that it, power, yep. how long is it going to last? For? Well, one of the claims is that even when the juice level is very low, mm. yeah, so the battery is nearly exhausted you can still do a full blast acceleration run. It will have all its performance until the light goes out. So some other cars, it starts to taper yeah. off in terms of what you can actually yeah. do performance-wise. So it's all or nothing with this car. Right. Yeah. But so you've got no power left and it will still allow you to go well, full virtually throttle. Virtually, still go full throttle. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I think that um, you say that to anyone who drives a high-performance car. You say, you've yeah. only got this much range. Yeah, they, you do, though. Like, if you're driving something that's got 700 horsepower mm. and... You fill it up. Yep. Mm. You've only got limited range as well. But you yeah. can fill it up again. Yeah. Although, you know, when when you're in an electric car, yeah. you might have trouble trying to find a 
I remember when that the, the Bugatti the Charger, the Bugatti Veyron SS set mm. the world production car speed record. It's since been surpassed mm. um, many times. But I remember there was a stat at its V Max. Yeah. So that was like pushing 400 k's or, or over it or whatever. Yeah. It would drain its tank, which was amazingly big, in about nine or ten minutes. Yeah. 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 So when you're at that speed, you run out of gas yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's a valid point. Yeah. yeah. I, I um I am excited to see the production version in in its all its glory because it's I mean I saw that Mission E a few years back and I thought to myself, yep, that'll do. That's, well, uh-huh. that's the way. It I should think be. we should just put an LS one V twelve in it. <laughs> yeah. Then you've got a yeah. car overhead I, I valve V twelve. Yep. Twelve cylinder version LS one. Keep, keep the electrics as well. So Can't you've got six hundred power, six hundred yeah. horsepower, and Take all those just out. put that on eBay and put the LS one V twelve into the, Take the, the front of yeah. it. And just run the rear wheels. I think it'd be great. <laughs> anyway, how would the listing be for eBay? Electric, electric battery, drive train, Taycan, Taycan, buy it before it's taken. No reserve. Yeah. <laughs> but now a word from those cheeky young rascals at Oversteer. What happens when you put three hooligans together in one room? You get a podcast full of hectic banter. Hummer <laughs> is for any rugged man. This manly scent possesses oh, well, a blend. That, that, that rules me right out. <laughs> Jeez. Stupid stories. It's it's a cruise ship with all the insides scooped out, water fills it up, and then you put a pirate ship in the middle. It's nothing more gangster than a ship in a ship. You're an idiot. And some discussion about cars. So we've got the K cars as well. What do you guys think? There's this new Honda sports concept there. I think it looks so cool. It, it does look a bit funky, mate. The Oversteer Podcast on the Cars Guide website iTunes and where all good podcasts are sold. <laughs> now, this is a well we've gone to on numerous occasions. To drink from. But mm. the flying car, Richard. Oh, there are so many yeah. iterations from yep. back in the 50s when by now we were all to be, you know, at mm. the wheel yep. of flying cars. Now it's not going to be a wheel. They'll probably be, God knows what, autonomous or whatever. But this is the latest instalment. <laughs> In the flying car saga. It's happening. Fill us in. This is it. Okay. So a company called Kitty Hawk Flyer has come up with the world's Ki- first... Kitty Hawk Flyer. Kitty Hawk Flyer. Yeah. Do you like that? So they've come up with the, the world's first flying car that you can actually buy, which is actually as close as we've got so far That's to a car that can fly without being a plane or a car with wings. With a fixed wing. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a quadricopter as well. So it's got... It's the same... It's the same, works the same way that your drone would Let's work. face it. It's an um, upscale drone. It's an upscale drone. Exactly. With a person in it. With a person in it. Yeah. The difference being between this and maybe other things that are out there that you've seen is that the guy who runs the company is someone you've got to take really seriously. He was the head of Google's Google X division. And Google X division were in charge of the Google um, autonomous car. But, you know that but, little koala-nosed yeah. one which but was wh- driving what if, around? What if I don't take him seriously? I have to. <laughs> what? It's part of it. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, before we go any further, yeah, yeah. where is the production version of the Google okay. Autonomous Car? So they, yeah, okay, good point. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, maybe parked somewhere in a <laughs> garage. In the same um, shit as they probably, Model, Model Y Tesla. They probably looked at what's happened with the whole Uber thing yeah. and gone, oh, oh, put it away, put it away. It's in there with all the new Waymo cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, but with this, no, it's, uh, I think you should take it seriously because they held their first press launch. They invited journalists to come along. Where was um, our invite? We didn't get it one. Doesn't, it doesn't we get didn't taken get seriously until we're, we get invited. Well, we're not. We're Cars Guide, not Flying Cars Guide. Um, maybe There's a website on oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> quickly. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> flying Cars Guide. Um, 
it only takes two hours to learn to fly and you, you learn to fly on a simulator and then you get in and you've got like a PlayStation controller um, it yeah. only goes three metres off the ground so it only oh. goes as high as the roof Right. right, which means if you fall out, you fall from there, you're just going to hurt your arm. You're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. It's not dangerous. To me, Richard, that might be uh, <laughs> stating the bleeding obvious here, but yeah. that sounds like the start of the trouble. It's above people's heads, though. Yeah, it's but no then if you've got more than one, even if you've got two, yeah, yeah. that's a bit of a problem because yeah. well, you're adding an extra dimension. They don't go very fast. They, they okay. travel at 35 k's max. So ah. right, so they don't go fast. Yeah, they don't go high. No. What's yes. the point? Well, and how does air traffic control manage it all? So, yeah, yeah. so that's 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 an issue. <laughs> it's just a higher car, higher up car. car. But mm. so you don't need a road, right? You can uh-huh. fly above roads, mm-hmm. which means that you can have cars on the road and also another layer, another deck of flying cars. Now, the company. Another reason why it should be taken seriously is that the company has just agreed to uh, has gone into an agreement with the New Zealand government, and the New Zealand government is going to be trialling them as taxis, but a bigger version of called course. the Cora, and the Cora looks like a scary, menacing bird, a yellow, scary bird. Right. Um, and they're going to be using these as a, as a taxi in New Zealand. Whereabouts? <laughs> Where in Auckland. New Zealand? Auckland. Wow. Wellington. Queenstown. Oh, look, hats I'm off to New Zealand. Places hats now. off to New Zealand. They they yeah. they lead the yeah. world yeah, in lots of things. Their, their yeah. PR game is strong. That will be That'll very be very interesting yeah. to see how yeah. how that develops. Yeah. So but, no look. no no word on prices. Prices haven't been announced, but um, it's happening, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard it here first at Flying Cars Guide. All right. Well, look. <laughs> rather than what's going to be in our garage, uh, well, maybe maybe it's a hangar. Maybe yeah. it's, I don't know, it would yeah. be on the top of the building rather than be. underneath you could it. park on the roof. Park on the roof. Mm. In our garage currently, Matt, tell us about what you've been steering during I've, the course of this week. I've been in the updated Kia Optima. Right. Which uh, has seen yeah. a very mild facelift. Yep. Um, but importantly, they've added a bit of extra equipment. So you now get AEB and all the active safety stuff fitted as standard in the base model car. Prices come down. Yep. So there's some pretty promising things there. It's its segment is is diminishing. Oh isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's there's not much relevance left there. Yeah. So um, I think you know they've also uh, changed the top spec model from being a platinum to being a GT. Mm. So oh, okay. it's supposed to appeal in the same sort of way that the Stinger appeals with the GT top spec. Bit more sporty. Yeah, but nah. It's All sort right. of one of those cars where it does it doesn't do anything necessarily very badly, but it's in Flip a seg- is. it's in a segment where yeah, no one's yeah. buying them. Yeah, so it goes Sonata, Optima, Stinger. Is that right? Elantra. Where the <laughs> hang on? Where did you get Sonata from? That's a <laughs> that's, Hyundai. That's Hyundai, mate. Isn't oh Kia? Sorry, yeah. so it's <laughs> Serato. Same thing. Serato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Serato Optima. Stinger. Stinger. Cool. That's the way it goes. And has it got a new grill? Yes, new grill. Yep. Um, it's gone. It's sort of a 3D. Yeah, it's yep. done away with the Mercedes um, mm. crystal thingy mm. look. Mm. Um, and mm. it's got something that's a little bit more ugly, I would say. Yep. But it's. So it's still got the Kia sort of, what is it, Tiger Nose? Tiger Nose. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, Richard, speaking of Tiger yep. Noses, what have you been uh, <laughs> well, nosing yeah, into? Geez, talking of noses, you should see the nose on this. It's a Suzuki S Cross. <laughs> Suzuki and it's, a, it's a nose only a mother could love. Wow. Because it's, it's a big metal mouth with all these teeth. Only it's not metal, it's just plastic. Um, S Cross. It's kind of like a Vitara, only it's purely for on road. It's just a two wheel, front wheel drive, lower, more car like 
um, SUV. Uh, it's fairly cheap. Um, it's up against a CHR, HRV, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, good value, but feeling feeling very low rent on the inside. Right. Lost right. a lot of hard plastics, but at the same time, you get a lot of kit. You get like Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, standard right. dual zone climate control, proximity unlocking. You get yeah. push button start. So you get all the stuff that big no big posh brands like BMW and Merck will actually charge you for mm-hmm. like some the of those brands charge $600 for Apple CarPlay um, Suzuki give it to you yeah. a standard yeah but so, but, but that, that, that face but is. you gotta you gotta yeah that face well you know what do they say you, you don't look at it when you're driving it so um, thank god thank god yeah. it is it's got a great personality <laughs> it does it's got a great personality yeah, yeah. I've described it as the sort of the two minute noodles of the car world in that you know, everyone likes two-minute noodles, but but it's kind of a, just a way to get full. You know, you don't you don't you don't you wouldn't. There's call not a lot of nutrition. Not no, a lot of automotive no. nutrition. Well, that's it. And you know, two-minute noodles serve their purpose, and so does this car. It'll get you to wherever you want to go. Yep. But it, it'll be the destination, not the journey. That will be right. good. Thing. It'll do it affordably. And I've been that's driving right. a 2008 Toyota Yaris. Hey. Uh, yeah, which is fantastic. Our eldest daughter is about to get her P license, mm-hmm. and uh, she has bought a car with a little bit of help from her dad and it's a really nice car i'm i'm jealous actually really? i'm jealous it's only the yr it's the 1.3 liter engine but i've just been discovering things about it in cleaning it and whatever else multiple glove boxes there's a nifty glove box right in front of you because it has the central instrumentation yeah. Yeah. another one over there another yeah. one down there yeah really great little cup holders yeah. i think it was way ahead of its time it i was. really really enjoy driving well, it. well that's mm. that's the thing that generation of yaris was like a real benchmark in terms of yeah. the thoughtfulness of yeah. the cabin. Mm. Then the next generation came out. Like it misses, missed out on the sliding seats. It's got the sliding It's got the seat. regular taco. Yeah, it's absolutely. Got the, and it, it was like... This car's delightful. Yeah. I really like it. They and were a charmer. Um, we didn't pay a lot of money for it and she's really enjoying it. So that'll be great. Good brand. Reliable. Okay. And with that, I think we've reached the finish line. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And Matt. Thank you. And thanks to our new producer, we fondly refer to as Marsden. Marsden. For his impeccable panel work. Just one name, like Kanye and Rihanna. Yeah, Madonna. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, his first contribution was lining up today's theme music. So let's just say he has Van Gogh's ear for music. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And please give us your thoughts on anything we've discussed today. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. You can listen to and watch us on YouTube, and if you're an iTunes devotee, please rate and review us. I hope you can join us next week. Until then, if someone tells you your car doesn't need that much power, stop talking to them. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. So true. Yep. <laughs>